Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Off the Boards. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me now is Memphis Tigers interim head coach, Ryan Silverfield. Coach, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on tonight. Absolutely, man. So I know the past couple of days have been a whirlwind and been uh, obviously a little bit crazy for you, but if you could just walk us through a little bit, what has it been like for you since Sunday when you were named as the interim coach? Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful opportunity. It's a a whirlwind, as you say, that I'm grateful for and, and excited about. Um, but, you know, since the when I was in interim head coach, it's been, you know, from the press conference, uh, which was a, a exciting part for me, to, you know, to the teleconference and the conference call for the Cotton Bowl and then uh, getting on a flight and, and going to visit recruits. I mean, that's that's all I could ever ask for. And then it's uh, been in the road, seeing our commitment, seeing recruits all over the country, and everybody is really, really excited about Tiger football. So, obviously, you mentioned the press conference, and it was, I mean, your passion in it was obvious, and I know that was a huge moment for you uh, after the fact. Overall, what was that moment like? When you went back and thought about it afterwards as a whole, what was that moment like for you, Coach? Well, I think I use the words honored and grateful, and I don't think that changed. You know, I mean, this is a dream job for me. And to be able to have the opportunity to represent this university as the interim head coach, and I've made no qualms about it that I want to be the permanent head coach. Um, I just spoke from the heart and gave the truth, and that's what I always do. I didn't prepare for it. Everyone said, well, you must have prepared for that speech and and for that moment. Well, yeah, it's been a lifetime of preparation, so there wasn't, like I sat down with key cards or anything like that. I just, per usual, spoke from the heart and it's easy when you speak about something you're passionate about and you care about and when it comes to the University of Memphis and the football program I think it shows through with the way I wear my emotions on my sleeve and my feelings towards everybody the players the, the, the university and the city so we you know we know you you know hopped on a plane and went to recruit right after that press conference and, it, and it's been a crazy 48 to 56 hours for you have you had any time to reflect on this or are you not even letting yourself it's just work 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 at this point well, you know, someone told me the other day, hey, make sure you take a deep breath and, and uh, be grateful for this. But I certainly am. And, but it, it, I've got a job to do. You know, I've been given uh, by our athletic director and the powers that be the, the opportunity to lead this team. And I've got a, a job to do and, and to represent this university. So it's going to be nonstop. And that's probably how I hope it to be for many, many years to come. But, uh, you know, I did be able to sit, sit down the other night in my hotel room uh, well, after midnight and, and take a deep breath and say, okay, it's been fun. Let's keep it going and uh, get a few hours of sleep every night. But uh, got a lot of work to do and excited to be able to do it. I mean, I think it's pretty fair to say that, that this version, the 2019-2020 version of the Memphis Tigers football team, is is the best best team in program history, 12-1. and one. Uh, The length of accomplishments is, is extremely lengthy. Most wins in, in history, first conference championship. Uh, when you guys closed the regular season, it was the first 11-win season. Uh, beat four teams that were ranked, or five teams that were ranked inside the top 25 at some point. So uh, a ton, a ton of accomplishments for this team. And when you look at it now and you, and you look at the Cotton Bowl and you look at uh, Penn State and the roster makeup that you have, and I know I know you've spoken a little bit about about being honored and grateful 
uh, to be the interim head coach. But what do you see now when 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 you look at this roster and it's it's your decision? Do you have the reins and and you basically hold uh, hold the power over this roster? What what is that like for you? Well, it's it's a great feeling, but we've got uh, many talented young men, right? We've got a great group of student athletes uh, that do it the right way. That bought into the culture that we've been able to create. Um, that practice the right way, that have a firm understanding of the way things need to be done at all levels, uh, in the classroom, in the community, and on the field. And to me, to be able to be a part of that and help lead these young men, is it is awesome. Um, it is an honor. I know I keep saying that, but I think you got to look at it every day with great sense of pride, knowing that we got stand-up men, and uh, to be able to go out there and compete with them on the 28th in the Cotton Bowl, man, there's no better feeling. Can't wait. You've worked with some of the best playmakers that have really ever come through the program. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. Anthony Miller, uh, Patrick Taylor, Daryl Henderson, Kenny Gainwell, DeMonte Coxie, Antonio Gibson. It's like the list goes on and on. That's not even speaking on your position group when you look at Trevante, Dustin Woodard, uh, Woodard, Gabe Kuhn. Uh, like I said, it's a long, long, lengthy list of the guys that you've worked with as far as your position group and on the offensive side of the ball as a whole. Um, so... When you hear that, and I don't know how much you've heard it yet, or if, even if it's been said, but when you look at, at yourself going as an offensive line coach, and I know it, your title was a lot more than that, offensive line coach, run game coordinator, deputy head coach, uh, how exciting is it for you to say that, okay, I get to I get to kind of call these plays now. I get to call these shots and show that I am capable of doing this. I know I was an offensive line coach, but I'm a good offensive mind in my own right. Yeah, I mean, I, hopefully at the end of the day, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Um, the, the players that have been around me, you named so many great names and so fortunate for all the former Tigers that came even way before our time here have helped set this up and, and set this in motion. But, um, you know, it, it's exciting to think so. Um, the fact that, you know, the people believe in what we're trying to accomplish here, um, you know, whether it's me having to prove that I'm capable of being a head coach or calling the plays or what we can accomplish, so be it. Um, I think the players that are currently in the program that have been around me, uh, even those people that were with me in Division Three twenty 20 years ago, um, I, hopefully they know the type of person I am, the type of uh, coach I am, and, and hopefully respect that. And We'd like to you know, look forward to putting on display for their entire world to see. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen the support that you've received from fans, from obviously the current team, the reaction that you got when you were named interim coach, uh, recruits, just all around the city of Memphis. And, and anyone really connected to the program has seen to back you up in this moment. 
Uh, did you expect that? And and what has it meant to you to get that type of love and support? Uh, it's, it's it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's really humbling to see that people uh, got my back. And I think I mentioned in my press conference, this is a city that if you show it love, it loves you back. And I think I've shown loyalty and commitment to the city, to this university, and this program. And the players, I think, respect that and appreciate that. At the end of the day, um, you know, it's going to pay off long term for the success we want to have in this program, and what you know what we want to accomplish in the community. And it's 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 like I said, humbling. Um, and you know, it, it has nothing to do with whether I get this head coaching job or not. But it just shows that we've done it the right way, and hopefully, people appreciate and respect the way we've gone about doing things. And I feel like I know your answer to this one, but I feel like it is a question that has to be asked. You know, obviously the athletic department is is going to do their due diligence, and you even mentioned that in your press conference that they should go out and look, uh, but that you feel like you're the best guy for the job. So, do you feel any pressure, or is it just is it just you're able to go do this because you are confident in yourself and you do feel like you're you're the right person for the job? No, the only pressure I feel is making sure I do right by the student efforts. That's truly the only pressure I feel like. That's, there's no uh, preparation needed for an interview or for when I meet with those the individuals that will have the final say whether or not I could continue to lead this team for many years. It will truly just come down to, you know, what they feel is right. But at the end of the day, there's no pressure at all. Um, I know I'm the right man for this job. The players believe it and they know it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do and continue to do the things that we've done to set up this culture, to set up this structure, to have these kids have standards and hold them accountable to what we want to accomplish. And I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but you've mentioned being candid and transparent about this. And I, and I think that's very commendable because a lot of people uh, would kind of shy away from that and you've kind of stepped full into the light of it. So uh, what, you know, what, what would your reaction be if you do get this job? Well, how, how does that, how does that all culminate and how do you react to it if it does happen? Sure. Uh, obviously I'll be ecstatic. But the moment after I get to jump up in the air for about a good half a second and with a big smile on my face, it's back to work because that's all I've done. And I've approached it since the day, or really the minute they made me enter. I'm moving forward as if I have the job and that won't change. Really no time to celebrate. You know, it's uh, got a task at hand and I owe it to the university to continue forward and, and do everything I can in the powers to be to possibly be the head coach and I get named that obviously it'd be a great honor and I would represent the university the right way I think I think that's an interesting mindset to have and I don't want to take too much of a step back here um but I feel like a lot of people haven't heard a ton a ton about you and and you know they may know the stuff on the outside that you've uh coached in the NFL and coached throughout the collegiate ranks and and obviously been at Memphis for four years now but where does that mindset come from where does that let's get to work let's do what we have to do where does that mindset come from for you coach yeah, it's a good question. I started coaching when I was 18 years old. I didn't play down in college football. My only really official visit was to Georgetown University in, in uh, D.C., and I didn't even know they had a football program. I just thought it was a basketball school. But never played down in college football. And so I started coaching almost 21 years ago. And, uh, you know, didn't know a person. I don't have a, a famous dad that's in this profession. Um, and just, I think, work ethic and learn to do it the right way and study and understand the, this game um, has led me to have some success, but I owe it to so many great coaches, so many people I learned from, people that gave me the opportunities, and I think you don't take that for granted because that's deep down my roots. You know, 
that Memphis mentality, that grit and grind. You can have a lot of success if you work really hard and surround yourself with good people. And, you know, that's what led me here to the University of Memphis. And I've been very fortunate to be around some wonderful people and they put me in this opportunity to hopefully lead this team moving the right way. So, so, Coach, I think this is has been common knowledge now, and and you mentioned it in the press conference, and I think you've mentioned it in interviews before. Uh, but you have turned down other jobs to stay here, and obviously, in hindsight, everything has worked out up to this point. Was it difficult, or was this your vision the entire time? Well, I think uh, you know I, I didn't sit there and say, "Well, the guy stepped on campus, I'm going to be the next head coach at Memphis." But I fell in love with this place; I truly did. And, and you think you got the best job in the country, well, when you get offers, whether it be to such-and-such school from a such-and-such conference or uh, an NFL team, you just kind of say, okay, well, that's great. And I appreciate that, and thank you for thinking of me. But when you truly are grateful for the job you have and, and a university that has been uh, great to me and my family, it's it's hard to say, well, I'm just going to go chase this or do this because um, – I owe it to the, the university to be loyal to them because they've been good to me. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I always say patience and, and, and you know, and being being appreciative. Uh, it's like showing itself that hopefully it will work out in the end. So it's put me in this opportunity and hopefully we can move forward in the right direction. I think this is potentially a question that will be asked a lot, especially if you do end up getting the head job. And, and once again, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and, and know that you don't know all the specifics to this question but but what would a ryan silverfield offense or what would a ryan silverfield led team look like because i mean you've been a position coach you've never called plays so that's obviously going to be brought up uh so what does that look like i think a lot of people are interested to know what it would look like at you at the helm so obviously once again not trying to get too ahead but uh is there any type of preview you can give on that or what it would look like yeah i mean i think at the end of the day it's gonna look very similar to what the product you see now on the field already um, but, you know, first and foremost, a smart team. So it's important that they're a disciplined team, being smart, you know, in the way we approach things, situational football. Uh, we're going to be fast, you know, on all three phases. We want to be attacking, aggressive, and then we want to be physical. I think it's so important that you're able to control the line of scrimmage and impose a will upon your opponent. Um, and all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams as well, um, whether it's a wide receiver blocking or being dominant in a catch or defensive back laying the wood or going up and taking an interception. I think that's the way you can play this game nowadays. And I think uh, the product will speak for itself on the field. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to see a lot of that versus Penn State and the Cotton Bowl. And then you've always spoken highly of Coach Norvell. And, and, and even in your press conference, when it was kind of your moment, uh, you still gave him credit and said that, you know, he was, he was always at somebody you've been close with and, and taken a lot from and I'm not trying to put you in a box at all because I know you obviously have your own philosophy and own mindsets. And I, and from speaking with position coaches and coordinators in the past, it, it feels like coaches always take a little bit from each coach that they've been with. Uh, so, so you know, working under Coach Norvell, what what did you take from him? What are some of the things that that you learned under him and uh, could could take to him could take from him in this tenure if you do get the job? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is the culture we help create. You know, I've been fortunate to be a lot around a lot of different minds, offense, defensively. Um, you know, the X's and O's part's the easy part, but, you know, just the culture that we help create. And I was able to learn that from him. You know, I mentioned the word structure and holding the kids accountable. I think that's hugely important. 
when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. And uh, I think you, you, you don't let anything pass. The little things, the details matter. You know, we talk about our climb. Now I don't think that vision really changes, right? We talk about the commitment, the little things, the intensity, you know, the mental toughness and the brotherhood. I think all those things got to be all encompassing in a program. I think the way you run the program, he did the right way. And I think we'll, uh, we'll skip a beat as we continue to move forward in the right direction with that and have those same philosophies moving forward. So one last question for you, because I don't want to keep you on too long, Coach. I know it's been crazy for you. Um, and I know you guys are off this week. You didn't want to practice this week because of finals. Uh, you said, I believe, the first practice will be on Sunday, and then you'll obviously have the bowl practices leading up to the Cotton Bowl. And and I know that you're not going to get too wrapped up in anything because you're just focused on the next day and this and that. Uh, but how how excited are you for that first practice as head coach and then getting to lead this team into the biggest bowl game in history, the only New Year's Six Bowl ever? Uh, how excited are you for those for those endeavors coming up? Oh yeah, well, it's probably what's keeping me up at night. You know, just really didn't think about those first practices you know, and then the practices. Like you said, I'll take it one day at a time. Uh, just like I'll approach tomorrow with the tasks that I've been given um, that I need to accomplish tomorrow as the interim head coach. Um, I'll approach them all with the utmost, you know, respect and with the utmost sense of urgency. Um, and I think that's important. And that's the same way I will on that first practice on that Sunday and then take a deep breath, game plan on Monday, take a deep breath, first practice on that Tuesday, and then go from there. And I, I like you said, it's a one-day approach to, continue to get better every day and I think the kids will have that same buy-in but there'll be a ton of excitement I can't wait to get out there on the field with the boys and that was Memphis interim coach Ryan Silverfield coach thank you so much for joining us best of luck in uh, the upcoming practices and the bowl game and and in everything moving forward thanks so much for having me on again remember Tiger fans make sure you go to the Memphis athletic department go to the ticket office window buy your tickets for the cotton bowl through the Memphis athletic department makes a big deal for our fans appreciate it go tigers thanks so much thank you for listening to this episode of tigers and 20 off the boards if you enjoyed this interview we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts if you are interested in daily content all about the university of memphis athletic program please hop over to www.gotigers247.com articles are uploaded daily And you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.